Welcome in everybody to the first ever episode, the premiere, the primer, the premiere again. I don't know. I am Stephen Walker. You are listening to the Home Field Disadvantage Podcast because one, there's already a Home Field Advantage Podcast and two, it is disadvantage for me to drive out to these people's homes and podcast with them because it costs money. But anyway, I am here, the first ever podcast and who do I bring in? The elitists of the elites, the alphas of the omegas, the ones and the onlys, the Michael Mycheck and the Matt. What is even in your last name? Walton. What is speaking? It? Speaking to the mic. Walton. Walton. Matt Walton. Matt Walton? Yeah. It sounds TV like. Show? Are you related to the Luke Walton? No, I wish. Right. I'd be a bigger Lakers fan if I was. You kind of look like him. Do you yeah, like really. the Lakers? No. <laughs> really? No. You're not, you're, a, Lonzo you're not a Lonzo guy? fan. I hate Lonzo Ball. I hate well, that's, that's something we can all agree on. Wait. Uh, uh, anywho, <laughs> no, Michael clearly in his Tom Brady jersey. Anyway, so we are here. Um, I am at the campus of Michael and Matt. Do y'all want to give out y'all's address real quick so the followers can... All right. Well, for all you men out there, I don't know. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Anyway, anyway, so this is a podcast where I, Stephen, will go into people's homes, literally, and record with them. It's kind of, it adds to the to the whole mantra of the entire phrase, if you will. And it's just kind of a fun idea of just seeing what Michael lives in, because it's, I wouldn't say it's disgusting. Breathtaking. It's, it's definitely a college male apartment. Let's just say that. But anyway, first thing. Michael, you're in your Tom Brady jersey, right? Mm-hmm. And it's pretty clean. And it's really cool. Oh, it's clean. Did you watch the game on Monday? Yeah, don't get me started on that. Tom Brady. Bottom five quarterback in the NFL or the worst quarterback in the NFL? Are you kidding me right Go. now? Go. Bottom five or worst? He's the best. Name- Jay Cutler outplayed him on Monday night. Am hey, I wrong? There's 16 Statistically ga- speaking, yes. There's Statistically six- speaking. There's 16 games in a season. You take away Edelman from him and you take in Gronk. First of all, all I hear is excuses. Edelman, only reason he's relevant is because he's on the Patriots. That's not true. And Gronkowski, he, he's I a mean, college quarterback. Of course, he's going to be a good wide receiver in the NFL. I mean, but still, you uh, look uh, at uh, Wes Welker. The only time he was ever I good. Just, I just want answers for a terrible performance I saw on Monday okay, so night against Jake. You only talk about Tom Brady. No, I just wanted to throw that on you. <laughs> Tom Brady's still the best in the league. He really? Until he retires. Because I'm pretty sure they're, what, 1-5 against the Dolphins at the Dolphins? Yeah, list? but 10-3 and three this season, so it balances yeah, out. Yeah, Pittsburgh's coming. So. Oh, this week, Sunday night, 8-30. Beatdown's waiting. You heard it here first. Beatdown's but anyway, waiting. on this um, edition, it's not always going to be about sports. I want to make that clear for all you people who hate sports, which if you're listening in communist Russia... That's probably you. But anyway, so we're going to talk about sports in this installment. We're going to talk about college football playoff preview. We got the Georgia Bulldogs against the Oklahoma Sooners. Then we got Alabama versus Clemson part three. We're going to talk about that, who we think is going to win, who we thinks what is going to happen in that. Then we're going to talk about who we thought should be in the playoff because if you know Michael, he's going to say a big team team needs to be in the playoff. I don't Very think wise. so. Matt, being an SEC homer, I assume – I agree with it. I agree with their choices this year. Okay. So, you know, that's a little tidbit of what we're going to get into. But then we're going to talk about, after all of that, we're going to talk about what should the playoff be going forward. So, you know, how it should be structured. How should we decide who's in, who's out, and what really needs to change. Because I think we can all agree there needs to be some changes. Am I wrong on that? A little bit, yeah. Am I wrong a little bit wrong? Or there should be some changes? Uh, There should be some changes, but it doesn't have to be drastic. 
I I just fear that the football playoff picture looks like the bas- NCAA basketball picture nowadays. Is that not great? Not with 64 teams. I don't believe if you're the bottom Ooh. 500, 500% of the, you know. Yeah, but we're asking. Not a Cinderella guy. But, but no. we're, we're asking for 18. Do I love to watch it? Like. Yes. <laughs> I love to watch it, yeah, but I'm not going to. Okay. Wichita State, cool. But, I mean, really, that's about it. Okay. So, you know, we'll get into all that. We will. Um, that is our preview for the show. We hope you subscribe on iTunes at the Home Field Disadvantage Podcast. That's not Home Field Advantage. Don't follow those guys. They are losers. I've never met them, but I'm just assuming. I mean, they just sound like losers. (laughs) But, you know what? We're going to get right into it. All right, so we – the first ever matchup – and we were talking about this earlier, Mike, and I want to see what your opinion is, Matt. I think this is going to be the best matchups we've had in the college football playoff because whether you like it or not, Michael – the past times that a Big Ten team has been in the playoff, wrong. It has been terrible. Now, okay, Ohio how? State won the, the first one time. One time. One time. That was the year that everybody, including myself, said Ohio State should not be there, I and they won. Okay, so all right, so that one year, the first ever playoff was fun. The last what is it? This three is the fourth. This so, is yeah, the fourth so the last, last three two. have been terrible. No, last two. The Michigan State. First of all, this is the fifth. And we're talking about Big Ten teams that should get Michigan State, not the best team last uh, two years ago. <coughs> they got super lucky last year. Should have been Michigan. That's all I got to say about that. I'll agree with him on that. All, you should have been. Michigan I watched that last Ohio year? State Michigan game. Last and year, Michigan, Michigan got screwed in that Ohio State game. They should have beat Ohio State. Then they but played. they lost the game. Yeah, but they got screwed. If you watch, that of course, if they would have won, yeah. I mean, it was two versus. No, I agree. That was a terrible play call. Yeah. I mean, not play ball. A terrible that ball play, on the field. Guess what? If Michigan wins that game, Penn State isn't in the Big Ten Championship. Penn State's still relevant. They would not get this overhyped like they do. That's all I got to say about what? Penn State. That makes zero sense. Why Penn that. State would not have been the Big Ten Championship if Michigan beat Last Ohio State. Year. Yeah. Yeah, but they won the Big Ten. Yeah, but they wouldn't have been in it if Michigan would have beat Ohio State because Michigan would have been in it. Uh-huh. Okay, we're not, we're not going through this. This okay. is not the point. <laughs> but anyway, I, I personally believe like the Georgia-Oklahoma matchup is going to be great. Baker Mayfield versus Georgia defense. And you're telling me, Michael, that the Georgia defense isn't that great. I want you to tell me why. No. Matt, Matt. Okay, Matt. You would agree that the Georgia defense is an elite defense. I would have uh, seen him play, yeah. But at the same time, you have the X factor that is Baker Mayfield right. against Georgia's defense. That's what everybody's talking about. But also what I want to focus in on is Georgia's backfield against how bad Oklahoma's defense truly is. Yeah, That's, yeah. that's going to be one thing that I don't think a whole lot of people are going to talk about that I'm going to be very interested to yeah. see on the point swing of that game. Yeah, I don't think a lot of people are talking about it. Because even when we were talking earlier, it was the entire basically segment was – can Baker Mayfield score points against Georgia defense? But that's actually an interesting point because Very interesting. the Georgia tandem running backs. What the, oh my gosh, what is it? Nick Chubb is Nick Marshall still there? No, Nick Chubb, Sony Michelle, mm-hmm. and then some other dude. What's I, his name? I can't remember. It's the, some third guy. It's just insane. They got some big boys. Yeah, they got three. I mean, the stable of running backs they have, and you, you're right. That Oklahoma defense has not been good this year. So what I want to ask you, Michael, is. Who's going to win and why? Would you like me to also give my score on it? No. No, okay. Just um, kidding. Yes, I would. In my opinion, I think Oklahoma's going to win it. One sole reason, I don't think Georgia's going to be able to keep up with points. Now, you guys make a good point about the running game. And, yeah, I, that will be the downfall of Oklahoma. Yeah, and I, I don't think Georgia's running attack can keep up with 
Baker Mayfield's passing attack. Either guy, because you can score a lot quicker than you right. can run it. Well, if you look at those guys, they're they're SEC backs. They're bowling balls. That right. Want, they want to chug yardage, chug yardage, but at the same time, that chugs time off the clock. Yeah, exactly. So if you have Baker going down the field in under a minute, you yeah. want to put together a five-minute drive, and you can't stop Baker at all, you're never going to keep up with that. Right. What I recommend for Georgia, do not fall behind. If they're ahead, they can win. Yeah. Because they'll be able to run it and drain the clock. Mm-hmm. But behind, their offense will fall apart because then they'll be forced. Yeah, because they're not going to be able to catch up. Like, if they get down, like, maybe 10 nothing or 14-3 to early. It'll be a hard comeback. Yeah. Because Baker Mayfield's putting up points, whether we like it or not. Because they're, they're, they're going to put up at least 30 points. At least. Oh, yeah. So, you know. And but what do you think? First half, I don't think Oklahoma will come out that strong. I say first half, score will be about... 10, 10 to 14, uh, Georgia's ahead. Mm-hmm. Wow. But I think the second half, Oklahoma, during halftime, and uh, what's the new coach's name? Not Bob Steve. Riley. Yeah. Lincoln Riley. They're, um, they're going to be able to start figuring out that Georgia defense. I got a final score, 38-34, uh, Oklahoma. Wow. So you think it's going to be close? I think first half is going to be close. Second half is just going to be shootout. Both teams are scoring every drive, nearly every drive. Wait. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Compared to the blowouts we've had, it's gonna that be sounds good. pretty amazing. I'm really excited about that. Matthew, what do you think is going to happen? I agree along the lines of Michael, although I think it's a shootout in the beginning. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is is Georgia, just the physicality of that SEC defense, yeah. wears down the offensive line of Oklahoma. you have a score prediction? I would still say Oklahoma by – Maybe three, 27-24. Wow. All right, so you said 27-24? Oklahoma. 27-24, Oklahoma. You said? 38-34, Oklahoma. So y'all think it's going to be close. <laughs> I personally think I'm an SEC homer, go Vols. But I personally think it's going to be Oklahoma 42, Georgia 27. I think, I think Oklahoma just – their offense is way too much for Georgia – Georgia's not going to be able to score as much as Oklahoma's defense has been terrible all year. I just don't think – I just don't think they're – like you said, they're not going to be able to, to keep up with Baker Mayfield. The Heisman Trophy winner, by the way, but – Deserved it. Oh, for sure. Best player in college football. Yeah, of course. Agree. Saquon, Fun to watch. Saquon Barkley is pretty good at Penn State. I, I think he's the best NFL-ready player. It's wow. a Barkley. If, if Based on the tangent you just went on about Penn State, it's probably <laughs> No, that's, wow. nothing, that's nothing to do with Penn State. <laughs> that's pretty nice of you, Michael. Saquon Barkley is the you best. like Penn State? How do those words taste good? Are you a Penn State fan? The smartest thing the Browns could do is take him number one overall. Not even kidding. The smartest, in pre- wait, right, the smartest thing the Browns can well, do is quit as an NFL <laughs> franchise. Yeah, okay. They do not deserve to be an NFL franchise. I mean, some, somebody's got to give the wins away. So where do, you, where do you think they go from NFL? Do you think Division Two or SEC? They come a college. <laughs> yeah. like University of Cleveland. They might do something. Uh, What's their team GPA, like a 1.9? <laughs> I mean, Josh Gordon, you know. Uh, he's a smart guy. Yeah. But anyway, all right, so we are – Getting you know, way off topic, but who cares? So this next one is the the final game of the night, New Year's Day, which I thought is on New Year's Eve, but I guess because the Bulls are different this year. But anyway, so it's got Alabama versus Clemson, part three. Yes, you heard it right, part three. I cannot believe it. I wasn't surprised. I knew Alabama was going personally. I don't know if they were the right team. We'll talk about that next. But the spread's at two and a half towards Alabama, which is – very surprising to me. Like I couldn't believe that because, like, like you said when we were talking earlier, like, did they not watch the ACC championship game? Oh, did, 
have they not seen Clemson the last, since they lost Syracuse? They've been putting the smacking on the everyone. Smackin'. The smacking. <laughs> the Michael Mychek smacking. Uh, it, it hasn't even been but a let game me say since this. then. Let me say this. Uh-oh. Nick Saban does not lose twice in the same season. End of story. Let me say ball this. Game. Doesn't need to score. That's a hot take. But Nick Saban's played one good team all year and has lost. So, I mean, how can you justify that? LSU is a good team, Michael. Mississippi State was a good team. Mississippi State's a good team. Florida State was a good team the first half when they had their quarterback. Yeah, they literally ruined a team season. Let me stop you guys before you guys make fools of yourself. First of all, (laughs) LSU is not a good team. LSU went 9-3. and That's a better record than Michigan, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think so. So is is LSU better than Michigan? No, they're about even. Whoa, no. So you just said LSU okay. wasn't L- a good team. I, I, so I, if they're even, Michigan's not a good no. team, correct? This is the thing with LSU Checkmate. and Michigan. They beat I all... I checkmated no, you again. Two times in a row now. Wow. Listen, podcast Checkmate. Team. LSU, Michigan, they both beat easy teams, but they always lose to the hard teams. I'm assuming. I'm not sure about LSU. Their losses are to Alabama, Auburn, and who Mississippi else? State. And Mississippi State. Early in the year. No, no. Um, or is it Georgia? No, it's Mississippi it's, State. They lost to Troy. They beat Mississippi State. You're right. I'm sorry. I checkmate. Didn't get backwards. <laughs> Reverse checkmate. <laughs> this is it. the craziest chess match I've ever seen. But anyway, back to the actual point. This is impressive to me. Jalen Hurts, 15 and one touchdown interception ratio. I think that's pretty impressive. It is year two, which I guess you can get better over time. But still, one interception all year in the SEC. That's that's pretty good by my standards. But anyway, so what about these two great defenses? What do you think is going to happen, Matt? What do I think is going to happen? Right. I think Alabama wins. In the story. But tell you In the story? <laughs> yeah. That's why. Because it's Alabama. I, I see Nick Saban loses last year in the national championship. Right. That coach does not lose twice to the same team in two meetings. He's going to have that team ready to play. And so will Dabo, being a product right. of Alabama. But I just believe the SEC takes over and Clemson gets beat. And I, I think it's a thriller. I really do. It might even go into overtime, but I see Ooh. maybe a one- to two-point spread, just like they have it called, towards yeah. Alabama. Wow. And the reason for that is Jalen Hurts, just like you said, 15-1. to one. He's going to be an He's X-factor. He's a sophomore. Right? He's been there. And I think he gets the job done late in the ballgame. Wow. That, I mean, you know, this is a hard game to predict. Because they have played each other two other times, and they're so they're so like evenly matched and well coached, and they're so they're so like the same team basically. So I think I'm leaning towards you, Matt. Where what was your prediction was twenty seven twenty four, right? Alabama. Alabama. So I'm gonna go towards that. I think it's gonna be low scoring. I think it's gonna come down to the final drive, and I think it's gonna be I'm gonna go twenty to thirteen. Ooh. This is so Alabama, Alabama. I think Jalen Hurts is going to march down the field and score on the last drive. Really? Yeah, I mean, I, you know. So you think it's going to be what Deshaun Watson did to them last year? That's right. It's happened every year, right? Yeah, I mean, why not that, again? Wait, why not a third time? Third time's a charm. I'm about to give you some. But reasons what's the why charm? Not? You're about to give me some reasons. I'm about why to give not? you some reasons why not. Really? Because I feel like as an SEC fan like yourself, I'm not. By the way, make that very clear. I am not. You would rather see Ohio State win it all than an SEC team. No. Correct? Yes, you would. I would not rather see that. I would rather see... Michael, ra- yes, you would. No, I would rather see the teams that deserve to be there be in there. Oh, stop. And that happens to also be a Big Ten team. I told you to park your horse outside. Yeah. 
you guys got moral arbiter. Go <laughs> ahead. Right. I'm gonna go 2013 Alabama. Scoring on the last drive, Jalen Hurts gets it done, and it'll be Oklahoma and Alabama. A rematch of the Sugar Bowl in 2011. Don't fact check me on that. But when Trevor Knight just destroyed Alabama. Oh, it happens. Remember that? So maybe this. I have an Oklahoma buddy that has not let me forget it. <laughs> really? Since 2011. I think he has a poster on his wall. That's annoying. Or a fathead yeah. of Trevor Knight. I, I mean, it, it was a pretty big accomplishment. It was great. Well, I mean, they, they, they scored. But was it yeah. because Alabama was just mad they won? Yeah, they were just like, I don't care anymore. Well, it's kind of like how Oregon, if they ever lost back in the day a couple games, they would just fall apart for yeah. the rest of the season. Because oh, it's be national championship or, or bust. I don't yeah. even remember that. But go ahead, Michael. What so, about this Clemson-Alabama game. <laughs> I think the main key, like you guys were saying, is Jalen Hurts in this game. I mean, like you guys pointed out, he has one interception this year to 15 touchdowns. But now, is that a product of the system? Of course it is. I mean, but that's just any system. But you could also link that to, which you guys are probably going to hate me for saying this, a very weak schedule. I mean, you just get boosted stats when you play FCS teams, Tennessee, Vanderbilt. I mean, that's just free games. Don't hate. So you're not going to be throwing interceptions in this game. Don't you're hate off, on the pod. You're off the like, field by halftime most of the don't time. Hate on the, don't hate on the pod. I'm not hating on the pod. But when it really truly comes down to it, I think Jalen Hurts will make one too many mistakes. Really? Because what, what has shown you that? His one interception all year? Well, look back at the last year when Alabama played Clemson. Alabama, easily the better team last year in 2016. Year before 2015. And he struggled. I agree with that. No. He struggled. The reason why Alabama literally had their worst game of the year. Right. Clemson had their best, and Clemson right. still barely won. Right. So, what I'm saying is, I haven't seen any indication of Jalen Hurts that he's ready for the big moment. And I think that's what's going to hold Alabama back against Clemson because these are the. I top, have to agree with that. These are the top two teams, in my opinion, when it comes to pure skill, coaching talent, recruiting talent, just programs. Pro, what the program is right now, these are the best two teams. Okay, so I want to counter that. What makes you think Kelly Bryant can step up on the big moment? What, because because Kelly Bryant freshman, Jalen Hurts sophomore. Jalen Hurts basically had the same season Kelly Bryant did last year, just destroyed in the, in the SEC title game. Didn't lose, but Kelly Bryant basically didn't lose because he only the game he missed is the only one they lost. So what? So if if the factor for you is Jalen Hurts isn't going to get it done because he's not going to have big a big moments, what makes you think Kelly Bryant will? Clemson has a <laughs> no. checkmate. Clemson has a different system <laughs> than Alabama. Alabama is run the ball down your throat. Clemson, you can see it with Deshaun Watson. You can still see it now. If a play breaks down, you just say, "Yo, quarterback, go make the play." And he's been able to do that all year. He, they're very good at the broken play. But what's his been his biggest moment is what I'm saying. What has been his biggest moment? Well, he put that smack down on Miami. Yeah, but it's Miami. We all agree that they were way overrated. I, mean, uh, I wouldn't dis. Uh, they, really? They, they barely beat, beat Florida State. I mean, they beat this not out of the if, Notre Dame team. If, but, okay. <laughs> Notre Dame people. They lost to who? Miami and Georgia. And they lost one more to Stanford. You're right. I apologize. Apology noted. Well, you know. Reviewed a nine and, and three accepted. team. I didn't know he started categorizing nine and three teams as terrible. Teams. Okay, but look at their schedule though. Like USC was their like USC and Georgia's like their biggest. Who? Miami. Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Oh yeah, and they lost. Barely beat USC and lost to Notre Dame. No, no, they crushed, I think they crushed USC. You're right. And lost by a point to Georgia. Yeah, but that was early in the season. That's true. What was it, the second week? I don't know. It was early. Okay. Okay. So. So. Let's just forget that. All right. So we both. No, no, no. Me and Matt agreed it's going to be Alabama and Oklahoma in the final. Yes. 
Michael believes in his Clemson, Oklahoma, and his SEC hatred. It's going to be Clemson, Oklahoma, it's and how ridiculous! How just happy would he be if that happens? Well, let me just lay some stats on you. Fifty-five percent chance an SEC team wins the championship just based off of percentages. Some would call that the majority. Well, yeah, I mean, when there's two out of four teams, that's just what checkmate. happens. Checkmate. And there's How many s- checkmates are you going to get? You're a terrible podcast. chess player. Well, first, you guys have to put your queens or whatever it is in the right position. I don't know. But, and then there's that was guys. the stupidest comment I've ever heard on this podcast. What are you guys saying checkmates? I play chess. Yeah, because we checkmate you. I'm just, throwing, I'm just trying to throw some stats out there. And there's, there's some a stats, 70, Michael. 70% chance an SEC team mm. makes it to the finals. All right. But I'm sitting over here, and I'm trying to, trying to enlighten you guys. Because you guys have been blinded by this SEC bias for the past 12 yeah, years. Yeah, you tell us that's SEC bias, but then you tell us there's a 70% chance for an SEC team well, to yeah, make it. Because you guys... Get, 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 the, the voters just... Checkmate. Voters love the SEC so so much. Like Matt said, they're just going to make an SEC tourney eventually. Well, you know, if it's the four best teams, why not? It's not, though. That's the thing. Ah, that's and that will lead us into our next <laughs> discussion. What should have been the playoff? Because... I think me and Matt maybe are going to agree with this. I don't know. I've never heard your opinion on it. But I know me and Michael are going to disagree. But, Michael, I'm going to start with you. Who do you think should have been in the playoff and why? Okay. First of all, I'd like to say committee got it right when it came to the four best teams. Okay. They got that 100% right. But it should not be the four best teams because that takes in – Consideration whoa, 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 of last whoa, whoa. year. You're telling me right now. It should be the four most deserving. Because you don't you don't play the game to just prove you're the best. It's whoever deserves what? to be there. Why else do you play there. sports what? besides to be the best? Yeah, but you have to deserve to be the best. You don't just get it. But if they're the best team, doesn't mean they they deserve to be the well, best. Well, I think I best. think I know where you're going no. with this. And Ohio State had I'm two sorry. losses. <laughs> Alabama had one. So, so no. prove your point. Okay, we hear your so, Ohio State. Okay, so okay. Ohio State. Played. Can I get this clear? Michael is a Michigan fan. Yes. Like, insane. Mm-hmm. Like, if he... Y- you would... Hmm. He would name his first child Wolverine if it came right. to Right. If it was an option, yes. Right. If his wife was a Michigan fan, yeah, they probably would. Still got to search one of those. But, you know. But, uh... No. Well, that's awkward. But, uh, back to my topic about Ohio State <laughs> and why they're better than Alabama. Well, what, you not just said that, Alabama. Not more, more deserving... Excuse me. Ohio These State, thoughts are twisted, Michael, but Ohio go ahead. State had five ranked games this year, three of them against the top ten, two and one <sighs> versus the top ten, four and one overall against the top twenty-five. Alabama, and this is teams at the end of the season, not when they played them, so that's what truly matters. Alabama played three ranked teams. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Their record, according to ESPN, was three and one against top twenty-five of the time. Who was? Alabama's. When they played them, talking about end of the season. They counted Florida State in that. Florida State's nothing. <sighs> Alabama played three top uh, three teams in the top twenty five, two and one against them. Doesn't compare to the four and one. And zero and one versus top ten teams. You eliminate that Oklahoma loss from the Ohio State game. They don't even play. Ohio State's in because they have one loss. Big Ten okay, okay. well, But it's okay, a thirty point loss but now, but now to you, an unranked opponent. Yeah. Alabama lost against the number two team in the country by thirteen. Oh yeah. They lost to a three loss team. I didn't two. realize. No. Uh, Auburn had two losses until the SEC championship. Did they have three losses, though? Not when they played Alabama. How many losses did Iowa have? They they had enough losses for both of the teams. Well, you could say, oh, well, they played at Florida State. They had zero losses. Well, no no kidding. It's week one. So, yeah, if you don't include some games, yeah, teams are going to have less losses. Okay, but 
The reason why Florida State was so terrible is because Alabama dominated them so much. They hurt their quarterback. No, they took they took their I'm lunch not money. Saying they're not okay, a better so, team, they're just not more deserving. Kind of like Auburn when they played Florida State in the championship. Okay, well then they it goes into the best it goes into deserving. Okay, so all right, so quickly, who are your top four then? Top four, uh, Clemson this year. Clemson number one. Okay. Oklahoma number two. Okay. Uh, Georgia number three. Okay. And then number four is Ohio State. Should be in the playoffs. <sighs> wow. Shocker, first off. <laughs> I'm on my toes right now. It's such a shock <laughs> that he said that. This is how it is. But then we get into this discussion of, and you brought up a point, which I disagree with, is what's the criteria? What is, is the rationale? What is the reason behind the decision of the committee? So I think, my opinion is, it should be the best four teams because we had the BCS system for so long and it was about computers and it was about statistical data and all this nerd stuff. And you might like all that nerd stuff, Michael, because that's kind of your MO. But this is football, okay? And can we agree with that? This is football and it's the best teams who look the best. They may not have the best resume. Alabama may not have the best resume, but you cannot sit here and tell me that Alabama is not a top four team in the country. Oh yeah, I, I'll, and you agree with me on that. You just disagree of they don't deserve to be there because they're not the most deserving. But I say if you're one of the best teams, why do you not deserve to be there? Matt, what do you think? I kind of have to agree with you, Stephen. The thing about it is, is you're never going to have a perfect system. Right. So what do you do from there? You look at the four best teams, and the first thing that I see about Ohio State that I don't see with Alabama is a 30-point loss to an unranked It's a team. terrible loss. And it's enough to say no. Yeah, I agree. But at the same time, you do have Alabama losing week 11. And so... 14. 14, wow. Well, 14 or 13? 13. Who cares? So at like the end that, of the season. At the very end of the season. So you have to match the resumes. You see the Oklahoma loss... And you see the Iowa loss. You see Alabama's resume. You see an Auburn loss, who was at that time going to the championship. Name game. Which they still wins. a really great team. But now we should also look at the wins of Alabama versus the wins of Ohio State. Please tell me Alabama wins. Okay, LSU, Mississippi State. Okay. The entire SEC West besides Auburn. <laughs> Would you like me to give you some Tennessee Ohio was State a wins? huge win for them. You got Ohio State beating Penn that was State. A joke, Ohio way. State beating Wisconsin. Ohio State. Okay, okay. Michigan Wisconsin State. is overrated. I do not want to hear a thing about Wisconsin. If you they tell me, no, no, listen to me. Uh, Alabama. If you think that Big Ten West is something to talk about, that is a joke. Oh. That is that is a Division Two conference. It no. is so bad. It's pathetic. It's literally equivalent to SEC East. No, no, no. That is not true. Right now, I no, agree no, with no, that. That's not true. That is not true. And the rest is garbage. No, no, no. I agree. South Carolina did really good this year. Okay, Georgia, of course, was also. And we can match Northwestern to South Carolina. No, no. South Carolina would beat Northwestern by 20. What? No, 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 no. What was the, the record? Big in the Ten year? West. So they had a better record than South Carolina. Yeah, but they play the they play in the Big Ten West. The Big Ten West is a joke, Michael. You so is SEC East. No, no, it's not a big no. It's not a big, no, it it's not a big of a joke. Both Tennessee no, no, no. in the SEC West, it becomes a joke. At it that is point. not as big of a joke. When as When you the have big Ten Vanderbilt West in there every year, that's basically like your okay, record. Okay, but think about this: of the Big Ten, Alabama. Out me, Vanderbilt and Tennessee had to play Alabama this year as their SEC West team, one of their SEC West teams. So that's an automatic loss. Then we get LSU, who's also a great team. That's our two SEC West opponents. So, you know, you can say the SEC East is terrible, and I agree with you. It's not that great, but also it's going to be better next year, and that's for sure. But the Big Ten West, Michael? Are you kidding me right now? Hang on, wait. You're going to look over here with a tear in your eyes. And oh, there's about, no tears, baby. And complain about There's Tennessee straight up rage Having right to play Alabama and LSU? Oh, I'm sorry. Do I do I need to remind you who my beloved Wolverines had to play this year? 
We're going to play Penn State, Ohio State, Wisconsin, Michigan State. And what boy? I'm not denying the Big Ten East. I'm not denying you of Michigan and the Big Ten East. I get it. It's hard. I'm not talking about the Big Ten East. I'm talking about the Big Ten West, my friend. It's better than SEC East. I agree. Oh, wait. That is so wrong. I, I don't I see gotta, how I got to lean towards Michael. I don't think you can really super, you know, realistically compare them. But at the, at the same time, if you look at the level of play from the SEC East in the last, what, six years, it's been god-awful. But I'm not talking about the last six years. I'm talking about this year as a whole. Oh, the Big Ten West has been worse than the SEC East. We have – Kentucky is a great team. Awful. In my opinion. They have, they have you know – Mark Stoops, the brother of Bob, has done a great job at Kentucky making that. Is he as bad at big games as his brother? Oof. Hot take. (laughs) (laughs) Number two for the night. South Carolina was great. Will Muschamp, great coach. Did not get a fair shake at Florida. Of course, you have Georgia. These teams were formidable teams. There's no team in the Big Ten West that I feel confident in. And I'm not even feeling confident in Wisconsin. But anyway, my opinion, based on the stats, I do think they did get it right based on... The best teams won. So I think based on the best teams, they got it right because of Alabama, like you said, is one of the best teams. Clemson, Oklahoma, and Georgia, they are the best teams by far. Then Ohio State. I think Ohio State is is good at five. I don't think Wisconsin's good at six. I think they're so overrated. But if you you tell me that it's about the most deserving Mm -hmm. and you're telling me that's what you want, why is Ohio State over USC? Because USC has a better strength of record. They have a better strength of schedule. They have a better record against uh, top 25 wins than Ohio State, according to stats mm-hmm. on ESPN. Okay. So tell me why USC isn't the more deserving team. Why are they not the more deserving? I think they're also getting screwed in the whole system. I agree. Um, they should also be out there in contention. In my opinion, it should have been a talk between Ohio State, USC, Wisconsin, and Alabama all for the final spot. Nah, nah, nah. Don't even say Wisconsin. Wisconsin, we if just they won got the no Big Ten. About if this. they would have won undefeated, okay, yeah. If they won the Big Ten, we're not even having this. But argument. I'm talking about up into that conference championship game. That's what the discussion should have been about. Was those four teams? I agree. And the reason why I don't think Alabama was actually more deserving than any four of them is because, well, I guess three of them. Matt just took a selfie. Oh. Hey, but go ahead, Mike. We were, we were listening. Is what's the difference between Wisconsin and Alabama's record? Nothing. They won. Um, won. Alabama's actually good. Well, I agree. But you have to look at the schedule you play. Check me. Everybody. The SEC West is ten times better than <laughs> the Big, Big Ten, Ten West. Okay, yeah, I can agree with that. Okay, okay. so there yeah, we go. We're good. Yeah, so, check but, me. But that doesn't mean Alabama played anybody. They have one top ten matchup loss. Guess what? Guess what? Wisconsin did one top ten matchup loss. Both of them. Here's my question. One loss all season. How many eight? Not AP. How many top twenty five teams has Wisconsin played? They played two this year. Oh, I'm sorry. If you include Ohio State. That's right. Northwestern is twenty one. Yes. So two. And then if you also lump in Michigan, so two. Who's... Alabama already okay. has three. Oh wow. LSU. They're all in one against. You just you just said most deserving. Oh yeah, what I'm saying is Alabama, Wisconsin, inviting. That's the difference. I'm giving Alabama. Okay, so then you asked me what the difference was. That's the difference. But they're really close. No, no, no one in their right mind. No, you guys are just going off of past seasons. No, 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 no. no, no, Do you think if Alabama right now played Wisconsin on a field of football, they wouldn't completely utterly destroy them? I I don't think you guys have listened to me. I've never (laughs) once said Alabama. You're not hearing me, Matt. It's not the better team. 
I am all for the most deserving teams. If you if Alabama doesn't come out one week and doesn't perform like they did against Auburn, they don't deserve to be there because uh. the rest of their schedule doesn't warrant them being there. The reason why Ohio State does is because they went out and played some big boys. They played in Oklahoma week two. Okay, so what if lose? Oklahoma sucked like this year like Florida State did? We're not even having this conversation. So We're it's, not. it's so how is it Alabama's fault that they scheduled Florida State week and then one. For, week one number three team in the country? We don't know. We don't know. Like you said, actually number two is the first one number two. We, so they don't know. They just scheduled Florida State knowing that they were going to be top-ranked. And Florida State was looking good at the beginning of the season. I think they would have been good if they had their quarterback. But how can you blame that on them for Florida State being terrible? No, you can't blame it on them. It's just part of the circumstance. You look at Penn State. reason why they didn't get in last year, they had two losses in their strength schedule. So if it's week. just the circumstance, why do you get to use it against them? And then use it for Wisconsin. I mean, Vice versa, you can use it the other way. The reason why Alabama got to play LSU in the rematch is, oh, God, these boys played some hard boys this year. That's why they get to rematch. You That's why number, uh, number uh, five Arkansas team. <laughs> we just throw that in there. We're big. Matt's an Arkansas fan, if you hadn't noticed. Just know. It's a lot more painful than it sounds. <laughs> Ohio State had two big There's a lot of crying Alabama zero. Go Chad Morris. <laughs> Chad Morris. We'll get to that. Next episode. We'll get to that. That's okay, fine. so I think... I think they got it right. I think we all agree that they got it right. I do. No, switch Alabama, Ohio State. <sighs> then, then you got it and right. And then you see another Big Ten forty points out of the playoff. The, there's been three years. Big Ten won it one of the years. Literally, there's been boom roasted. There's been a champion out of the Big Ten, SEC, ACC. Oh, when these oh, SEC oh. boys learn to not get carried by Alabama, then we can have a true conversation. Oh, I don't like it uh, any more than you do, but I'm going to keep using it as long as we. Yeah, we hate it because carried. we hate your argument more. Yeah. What? No. The only reason the SEC can still have the argument of we're the best is because of Alabama. Okay, I think that's starting to change, though. I agree that the last, mm, I would say, eight years, the conference has not looked good. But with these new coaches that we're going to talk about later on, the SEC is about to ramp it up and take over. I think again, it goes like back did. to 07, 08, 09. Ooh. Quick question. Be- Ooh. Best conference right now. Ooh. I can't say that. No, but I can talk about right I have to say Big it right now. I'll say Big 12. It. Oh, my God. No, I can't agree with you there, Steven. Just... Big 12. I'm going to go right oh, here and say, and say I can't pick one between the SEC, ACC, you and the ACC head. is not. Gun to my head? Yeah. This year? Yeah. How about now? Real quick. Kidding. Unbiased? I, I can't do it. I, Big 10. And the reason I say that the Big Ten is the best conference this, this year, year is because they, they model what the SEC was doing six or seven years ago when you had them beating the crap out of each other week in and week out. When your entire craziness of the bowl schedule and who is the best and who is not the best is because they beat each other week in and week out. And I, I kind of think, and it kind of looks like this to me, that the Big Ten and the SEC have kind of flipped roles from okay. where we were at yeah. six to seven years ago. I definitely agree that the SEC has been weak. The past five or six years, definitely. Uh, we'll have this discussion after the Bulls. Let's just say that. Okay. We'll, we'll meet up and have a discussion. Perfect. Because, we can look at bowl records. Right. Definitely. Bowl records matter matter, and, and what happens and, and who wins the national. Like like your old friend says, the natty. Who the wins natty. the natty. Who wins the natty. And we'll see who wins the natty, and then we'll figure it out from there. But we've just had this conversation of the playoff, right? And mm-hmm. what it – if it was right or wrong. Now we're going to get into what's next because I think we can all agree the playoff needs to be eight teams. Just a little bit of tweaking. Just a little, a little bit of tweaking. I, I want to do major tweaking. It sounds like you want to do minor tweaking, Matt. I mean, so, it's not as minor as I, I make it out to be. So you're just I would like to start. Man. That's me telling you that I would like to start with my opinion on this. Go ahead. With four teams every single year, you're going to have this exact same conversation. Our podcast might get boring every year if we have to keep doing this. And so or what you do could. about that? 
raise listeners. It's true. Hopefully it does. People listen up. But what listen I'm saying up, and my proposal for this is you move the playoff to eight teams. You have your you have your five Power five. Power five conference champions. Automatic bids. Okay. Then you have for your sixth seed or maybe even your seventh or eighth, you have your best non power five, your UCF. My the man. And then your outright two best teams decided by the committee. But and the reason you do that and the way you do that without saying, Oh, we got extra games to play, because mm-hmm. you know that apparently these guys don't like forty grand free college a year. They have to get paid to. You get rid of that crap week eleven Boot game rusty. against the Citadel if okay. you're Alabama. You get rid of it. And then you have that one less crap week during the season. Everybody right. plays three, you know, non-power five crap opponents. Play two at the beginning of the year instead of three. Mm-hmm. Go into your schedule, play it out, have one less week, and then go to your 18 playoff. Everybody lives happily ever after. You rebuttal. I'm not rebuttaling. I'm a, I'm agreeing with you. Totalitarian. Is that a calorie count? Michael, check my word on that. Totalitarian. Totalitarian. I can't even say totalitarian. So. No, that's, that's a form of government. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't do that. I'm a political science major. So obviously I know everything. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Because every majors, college, Michael. yeah, every college student who has a major knows everything about their major. Yeah, stem all the way. <laughs> stem all the way. You are the future. Oh, that's scary. But, that's scary. <laughs> but I will say this: I agree with you completely. Let's do ten games. Okay. Hmm. Two buys, two bye weeks, because just cause, because I want to. Let's get rid of SEC champion. Not excuse me, championship games as a whole. Okay. Oh God. Let's name a conference champion based on, you know, the record in in the conference. And if it's a three way tie that me and Michael alluded to that I checkmated him earlier, this is before recording and things were a thing. You give it to the highest ranked team according to the college football playoff ranking. That's who your champion is. Okay. That way. The Big Ten doesn't get screwed out of the playoff because Wisconsin loses in the Big Big Ten title game to Ohio State. That way, Oklahoma doesn't potentially get messed up in the Big 12 conference game, and that we can have truly the best teams based on their conference regular season champions rather than playing for something. You disagree with me with that, right, Michael? Oh, yeah. You disagree. I agree. I think it's a. I think it's it's better for the conferences. I think, I think it's the best thing to have a conference championship game. Uh, yeah. I disagree. You need them. It, it's the best for the conference. Like say, okay, say um, Alabama goes twelve and zero. Mm-hmm. You said ten then, games, though. Okay, say Alabama goes ten and zero. Okay. No, 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 I'm talking about discussing right now. <clears throat> my okay. my proposal is still having a championship game. Right. Alabama goes twelve and zero. USC's twelve and zero. Wisconsin's twelve and zero. Oklahoma's twelve and zero. Clemson's twelve and zero. Right. <clears throat> That's five twelve and zero teams. Alabama loses in their conference championship game. That hurts them. They're out if the other teams win. If four other teams went. No, yeah. if we have eight teams and it's there's still an SEC. Oh wait. If there's four, if there's four. Teams. Okay, so but then you have those two at-large bids, right? Right. So they lose their conference championship. Well, okay, that you makes get two sense. Two SEC teams in, and then you have that power. You have that at-large bid for Alabama, just like they did with four. They're going to do it with eight. Okay, that makes sense. I would agree. And with so that. then they have to play their way back through, which they deservingly should. I just don't think a championship game matters per se if you already know who the champion is. Like Oklahoma is the champion of the Big Twelve. They didn't need to play Texas. Uh, Christian well, we to decide don't, that. We don't know who the champion is. Right, I just like... Where I'm at with conference championships is the reason that they are important is The reason you disagree you, with me. Uh, the reason I disagree with your point exactly for what happened this year. After Auburn beat Alabama in that game, right. they walked into Atlanta having just beat Georgia two weeks earlier by 40 points. And, got and everybody in the South, you and we live here, we heard it, was... 
Auburn's going Auburn's to play for a national championship. It doesn't, why are they even playing? Which I disagreed with. Did you? I didn't think they were that because good. Because I didn't. You I thought really, they were going to win? I'm an SEC West guy. I, I thought after beating them by Can't 40, be there's no way. Class, but I also, I'm an Arkansas fan, so I've seen Gus Malzahn in action, and I always know that there's a Jekyll and Hyde. Overrated. Thank God we did not pay him what he wanted. But that's I would have hired him in Arkansas. Oh, yeah. We'll get, we'll get about that. That's we'll, next. Yeah, that's next. Michael, what's your point of the conference championships and the playoff picture? So you're all? saying that that we need a championship because of the factor that Georgia was a better team and they should have gotten in over Auburn, which they did because they beat them. So Auburn would be in it right now, and you said they yeah, because Auburn that. beat them by thirty, and that wouldn't be right. Both and then beat Alabama, and, and, but that wouldn't be right for you, right? No, both of you guys are incorrect about that. First of all, if there was no conference championship, the it'd champion, be Auburn. No. no you're wrong. Auburn. Oh, right. It would be, be, be Georgia. Oh, yeah, yeah. It would have been Georgia anyway. So, my, so my point oh, right. Yeah. Wait, so, yeah, because they wait. didn't even lose the answer. So, it's, yeah. so I'm right. You are right. Wow. No. This, came, this is coming from me, folks. Checkmate. <laughs> Breaking news. Now, can you guys please ask for some enlightenment over here? Michael, please tell us. Coming from big... the guy in the Tom Brady jersey, let's hear this enlightenment. <laughs> yeah. Please tell us about your, how your Big Ten bias is going to come into this take. Okay. Well, first of all, you guys... It was good thinking, Stephen. Yours was kind of like the Bronze Age thinking. His was maybe the Industrial Revolution. I'm going to give you guys the age of technology. This is a podcast, not a nerd cast. Okay. But anyway. As an engineering major, I just love what he just did. I'm, so, so, I did or you did? I love what he just did as an engineer. About major. the ages? Oh, I, I love That's that. history. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. got to do with engineering. That's true. Go ahead. But anyways. Go ahead. So when it comes to the conferences and who should get in, obviously eight teams is the best way. And I agree with both you guys. It should be the Power Five. And, and the non, the group of five? Uh, at get, large I'll, bid? I'll, no, I'm getting into those. So the first five are the Power Five right. champions. The next three, this is where I disagree with Matt. And me. Not, and me. And you. It should not be an automatic FBS team gets in. No, no, no. You guys are saying that. You guys are saying a non Power Five team should automatically get into the six, they're seven, the, or eight. They're seven. FBS. They're the six though. seed. They're the six they seed. are FBS. Okay. So they're just group of five. And the reason I say that is because <laughs> if you look at USC this year, you don't think that UCF could actually run with USC? I think they could. The question isn't. I think Memphis they is a better run? team. Are they a top eight team? I believe they are. There's UCF. No they beat a Not ranked currently. opponent. You got to think undefeated. And that's just being generous to them. That's 12. What? No. They should be top 10. Let me say. They have the best offensive They beat the number 20 team in the They're the best offensive Without a doubt, there's not a team Twice. in front of them that Twice. they can beat. Okay, go ahead, though. And then the next three it's spots. Just, you're saying there should be three auto bids. Three auto bids. Next best three teams. If those happen to be at all, like, power, non-power oh. five conferences, Let's that's see. okay. Or if they have That's the, two Big Ten teams this year, huh? Last year. No. Last year, that's three Big Ten teams this year. Right. Big oh, Ten like interesting. Last year would have been four notes. But anyways, yeah, so but, five but. Power 5 champions, three of the best next teams. And now as far as the games go, you want it 10, he wants it 11. I agree with 11. I think 10 11, is just a better number. 11 is what it used to be, Yeah. and then you had the conference championship. Yep. So by setting it back to the old way, you're really not increasing games anymore. Nope. You have 11 games, conference championship. So Max, I agree. I think it should be shorter. Mine stays the same because we, we, we need to think about this is all about well, the Well, the, the, the FCS schools lose the... Well, yeah, they're the ones that lose out on that. But, I mean, no one wants to see someone get paid a million dollars to get their butt spanked. Well, our our old roommate Parmesan does. He's a UTC guy. Yeah, but do he you really? loves to go watch LSU just beat the yeah, because mess that, out of Yeah, that, because that's because they get to go walk on LSU's field for a day. That's it. Which is a good opportunity for those guys. Yeah, but what I'm saying is for millions of I'm people kidding. watching. I think, I think it's stupid. Million people watching, no one wants to see that. 
No one likes free wins. I agree. So you think going forward it should be Power Five and then the next three best teams? And if that happens to be four SEC teams, including the one, so be it. So be it. And if it happens to be four Patriot teams, that. I don't care. It should be the top five and then the next three highest. I think teams. the biggest problem of the of the playoff era is it's thirteen dudes, thirteen guys deciding. And they both, they all have different ideas of what the best four should be, whether it be the best resume or the very best teams on paper or the best teams on the field. The it's, most it's too, yeah, it's too confusing. There needs to be some standards, and that no one knows. The problem the with that is you want to get away from computers. So obviously, we have similar and different opinions of what <clears throat> the future holds for the playoff. But I think sooner rather than later, we're going to have an eighteen playoff. And it just makes more sense, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, and they'll, they'll make money. Who cares? They'll get their millions. We'll get our eight teams that we want to see. And, and the best champion will come out every year, in my opinion. Really? Yeah. yeah. Eight teams is what you need. Does the best team always come out of the NCAA tournament? Nope. All right. Well, and there's 64 of those. That's because there's too many. But would you argue that there's too many in an eight team? Because that's nope. what some people argue. No. Nope, the, you- there's an opportunity for So there is an opportunity for USC to win it all. And yeah, if they win it all. They're not in my the opinion, best. they played good enough. But are they the best team to warrant them a chance? But are they the best team? No, but they. But if they won, you're but saying. If, you're no, saying, but what I'm saying is, you're, they, no, you're saying is the best team will win every year. Yeah, because if you're but you just said they in wouldn't. Because you're in the top eight, you have to be an elite team. You agree with that? Pretty. You're much. running in circles, Mike. No, and then if you beat three <laughs> top teams to win the championship, I would have to then would say USC is the best team. Okay. Side note. Anyway, so. What we finally want to do is there have been some coaching changes. Some. Many. That's a relative term. There has been a lot. There's been a lot there's been a lot of turnaround. Mainly in the SEC because of the, <laughs> there have been some pretty crappy hirings the past six years of SEC coaching. I think that's been one of the problems with the SEC's demise is because of you've had these terrible Awful coaches. I think, come you're, in. I think you're just speaking on Tennessee's behalf because everybody else was pretty happy with that. You thought Brett Bielma was a great player? Well, yeah, well, coming from two straight Rose Bowls, he's got the. He's got. <laughs> okay, don't psh me. He's got the resume <laughs> to beat Arkansas. When he got hired in Arkansas, was everybody going, where did that come from? That's a good yeah. hire. He's not know. from Cincinnati. He's from Wisconsin and winning Rose Bowls. But one of the one of the things that Wisconsin, I read Wilson. this, I read this the other day, is Wisconsin was kind of excited to leave him because they were kind of sick of just settling on Rose Bowls. I know, I know, I know how that sounds. I know how that sounds. I know how that sounds. How that sounds. But when you're a Wisconsin, when you're, <laughs> I'm sorry, my when you're a Wisconsin, <laughs> continue on. Sorry, Wooza. When you're a Wisconsin team that has. That you've been in the Big Ten championship game, you haven't always won it. Because you have that year Ohio State's won it, and yet they weren't bowl eligible, so of course Wisconsin went to the Rose Bowl. But they yeah, still, and, and looking back at Brett Bielema's tenure, those are the arguments, of course. And I agree with them. I, I wanted him gone just as much as the next guy at Arkansas. And okay. did he win it when there was not a full Big Ten there? Yeah. But at the same time, when he got hired at Arkansas, that looked to me as a good hire, and it did on. So paper. there was good. There was so I don't know. I thought when I when I saw it, I thought it was a bad hire. But Arkansas Nation said yes to it. I most guys did. There was still your Houston Nut Gus Malzahn guys yeah. going. Why are we not going to get Malzahn? Which I agree with, and the results are on the paper. Okay, but okay. moving forward, let's move forward. Moving forward. Point. So that's Arkansas story. We had Florida who hired Jim McElwain, which was 
it was a dumb hire. I think everybody agreed. Colorado State, I think head coach or offensive coordinator, just a huge mistake. It was terrible, which made me happy being a Tennessee fan. The guys well, yeah, got to Saban. They got to beat him one time, so I mean, I would be happy if I was a Tennessee fan too. Yeah, we had to break the streak yeah. and then start a new one, <laughs> which ended really quickly. New beginnings, my friend. New beginnings. But anyway, so we have all these coachings, hirings and firings, if you will. Let's talk about your boys, your hogs. Do you call the hogs? Oh, like anybody else, man, with all my heart and soul. Is it possible? To right now? Oh, I can do it right now. Let's get it. <laughs> Pig Suey, Arkansas. Raise your backs. That's go. how it goes. That's how it goes. There's a little bit more to it, but you That's know, cute. we don't want to spend all night, you know, talking about the glory of Arkansas. No, that would be short-lived. Yeah, the podcast would be finished. <laughs> Chad Morris, good hire, bad hire, greatest hire of all time. <laughs> it's hard to say the greatest hire of all time. Do I think it's a very good hire? Yes, and I'm going to lay it out for you like this. You have a guy that doesn't have a great record right now, but he went to the dumpster fire that is SMU yeah, football true. after that's the death true. penalty to this day. Mm-hmm. He took a one and eleven team to two and ten to five and seven to seven and five. Now is that a ceiling? That's what I'm scared about. <laughs> that's what I'm scared about. I'll be honest with you. It's worrisome. But he came from Dabo Sweeney. If you look okay. at Dabo Sweeney's tenure, and when he came in there in 2010, he was six and six with a terrible offense. So you have six and six right. with a bad offense in 2010. He hires Chad Morris. 2011, mm-hmm. they went from the 90th best offense in the country in 2010 to the 20th in 2011. Which and he made Taj Boyd look really good. Very very good. And then they went to the 13th and then the top 10 <laughs> offense in the rest of his tenure at Clemson. Mm-hmm. He also recruited Deshaun Watson. My boy. And now you look back at his even further past. Your bo- wait, your boy. I'm a, I'm a fan of Deshaun Watson. You should have won the Heisman. What? You should have won That's the true. Cause, I, that's because you hate Lamar Jackson. But anyway, go ahead. Overrated. Go ahead, man. And then you look back at his further at his at his where he started, which was high school football in Texas. He mm-hmm. went 166 and 32 and went to six Goodness. state championships. He also is a product of Gus Malzahn's offense in 2005, 2006. Pedigree. Gus Malzahn and him went around the state of Texas, innovating offense. As we know it now, it started in high school, went up through Clemson, mm-hmm. and out there mm-hmm. college football. So if you look at that, and then you look at the way he has ties to Texas now, his recruiting—that's what I love about him. Yeah. In five years, Brett Bielema had fifteen <laughs> players come out of Texas. Fifteen so, players in five years come out of Texas. So, so, so you, so y- y'all are hanging on to that that pedigree that he has, yeah, and that his offense is electric, which I agree. And that he's he doesn't the record doesn't show right now, but you think that with the with more, you know, better recruiting and better you know funding and like a way better school to work with, he's gonna take it to the next. And the step. reason I say that is is Arkansas is the team in Arkansas. Right. They can put a fence up more than anybody else because there is no NBA team, no NFL team, no There's other colleges nothing. that compare to Arkansas. Right. It's a family. It's an entire culture in the state. But what about the recruiting in Arkansas? Yeah. We uh, Well, let's see. Already this year, before the signing day, he flipped a four-star defensive back from Mississippi State to Arkansas, who's from the state of Arkansas. Okay. Gary Bohannon Jr., I'm not designed. a there's, five-star there's consensus there. quarterback from the state of Arkansas, already committed to Arkansas since he's gotten hired. Yeah, but the talent, the talent there. In Arkansas? Is there a lot? Cause there's I not a lot of talent, okay. but it doesn't – I mean, who cares? There's a lot. I mean, do you want quantity or quality? Quality. Quality. So you have a consensus four or five Butch star Jones quarterback. Butch Jones would say otherwise. Yes. Uh, 
I don't want to be a champion of life. I don't want to hey, be a champion of life. He's had the most three stars recruits ever. Yeah. And you look where saying. that got you. Seven and six. So you. So okay. So the the Chad Morris hire four and eight actually. Yeah. And hate to brag. Well, that was the same record as Brett Bielema. So I I think he has tremendous upside. Brett Bielema because of his recruiting. Hog. Do what? He was huge. Yeah, he was huge. He looked yeah. like a hog. He worked on he a was, hog. He, he grew was, up on a hog farm. He was the southern. He was the SEC version of Charlie Weiss. Yeah, it was ugly. That I man. The guy needed to lose some, some weight. Khakis. <laughs> 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 but you can't. You gotta admit his pullover game was as strong as anybody in the country. Oh, for sure. Every week, man, it was Nike really made him hard. Well, but sure it was Chad Moore is a good hire for the fact that he has an offensive system that's unbelievable. And it comes at the right time for Arkansas. Oh, yeah. Because you watch this pro oh, style. We're not oh. going to run offense like anybody else. We're going to control ten. the ball. Oh. Boring, boring, boring Big football. Ten football. We're going to score with anybody in the country. We're going to score with anybody in the country, and that's what I want to really? see. Can I make a comment Another big thing is he told us he took a $3.5 million pay, uh, payment from Arkansas over six years. That leaves $3 million for a defensive coordinator. Okay. So you go out and have the best corner. Not yet, which makes me even more happy because guess who's still playing and get as a football school in the, in the tournament? Clemson. Who's their defensive coordinator? Brent Medibles. No, he's a very good no friend. Way. Oh, I would like to go ahead and call it right now that we either get Brent Medibles or another top defensive coordinator. Noob. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what was your comment? Oh, but I was just gonna comment about uh, Matt. He's talking about how Arkansas is the only sports team in Arkansas, which gives them. Uh, a stranglehold on the state because everybody's sporting that. We lock them down. But, I mean, that's really not a good reference when there's very few people in Arkansas. You, you can say the same thing about Wyoming. The only sports team is Wyoming college football. It's not the does same, that, though. They're that... a Power 5 school. Yeah, I agree with In that. the SEC, <laughs> okay, and they put a fence around their state. Let's not get too crazy about Arkansas. When you look at Arkansas, Arkansas in the history, Darren McFadden, Felix Jones, both Arkansas guys, Peyton Hillis, Arkansas guy. The reason Gus Malzahn... Wyoming has a top four pick this year in the draft. Okay, that doesn't mean anything. Don't but, tell me that. Was he a runner-up in the Heisman two years in a row? No, but if we're just going to name off players, that's just... You can't do but that. But they have a bigger pool to play from than Wyoming. It's not... You're comparing apples to oranges when you talk about Arkansas versus Wyoming. Look at me. Look at the recruits. Look at me here from Arkansas. Yeah, you, you can't compare and Wyoming. Then the state go, and then you go to Texas, which is the state to recruit from. Chad Morris has a personal relationship that, with 90% thing. of the coaches That's a big in thing. Texas. That's what I love about so it. So good hire. It's a very good hire. Good salt. So grade. Give me a grade. Like A's and B. B plus. B plus. All right, so that's Chad Morris at Arkansas, which is your program. Yeah. Your calling card. Let's, let's briefly talk about the Florida job because was it you or was it Matt or Mike that disagreed with me? I think Dan Mullen, he's a good hire. I didn't want him at Tennessee personally. Because I've heard he's just like a jerk person and just like not a good guy. Who did Tennessee actually want, though? Yeah, but who likes Nick Saban? Who says Nick Saban's a great guy? I'd love to go home. He's a nice guy. He's a fun guy. I've heard that. That Nick Saban's a fun guy? Yeah, his his media conference has really proved that. That's like saying Bill Belichick's a fun guy. Who those guys? Okay. He is. But okay, (laughs) so Dan Dan Moore at Florida, I think it's a good hire because he's got the Florida pedigree. He's got the high-powered offense that they need. They desperately need offense there. I hate to say it, but they really do need it. I love to say it. I love to say it that they need it because they don't have it. Right? Florida? They have no offense. Right. And is it due to lack of quarterback, though? They have a defense. Mind, and, yeah. and, and the, which is damn well it can do, with, yep. especially with, like, like, we all saw Dak Prescott, obviously, but what he did with Nick Fitzgerald – Amazing. What he did at Mississippi State in general. I mean, that place, I mean, Not who cares about Mississippi yeah. State? 
Nobody did yeah, until so he that, got there. Yeah, so that was a great hire, in my opinion, because he, he was an offensive coordinator with Tim Tebow. He recruited Tim Tebow. Yep, he was a quarterback when he was a freshman. Yeah. And so, like, like obviously, like, he's there. It's kind of like a Steve Spurrier situation, except not as, like, crazy as Steve Spurrier coming home to coach Florida when he went there. But kind of like that, where they get a Florida guy who knows the system, who knows the culture there, and who has experience in that area, and I think will take the pressure that a Florida job has because that's a big time. Yeah. Big well, time. if you look what he did in a small program. market and you put him in a big market, right. I think they only go up. Right. So oh, I would yeah. say, I'd say a B-minus higher, B- if not an A-minus. Well, that's, well, that's, big, that's two. That's two All right, so I'll go A minus just because I don't like Florida. I'll have to be. I'll go B plus. I'll go B plus because I'm not sold on Dan Mullen yet. I think it's a good hire, but I, I, there's something bad. I'm just not sold on it. What about you, Mike? As far as grades go, I think there'll be you'll see more results out of Florida than you will out of Arkansas or Tennessee immediately. Well, Arkansas and Florida, that's different. Florida's a way better program than Arkansas. Right so now, of course, you should see better well, results. Okay, yeah. Give us your grade. Great. Uh, Don't try B. to take a snatch at B. me about Tennessee. B. I'm always going to try to take a snatch at you. Okay, let's go. Let's go over. <laughs> I heard about the Arkansas. Let's go over the Gulf into Texas, where we saw the biggest shocker of all: Jimbo Fisher of Florida State. I mean, whoa, Jimbo Fisher to A&M from Florida State. Old habits die hard. <laughs> Wowza. So, so this is what I heard, and we listened to Clay Travis. Did you Did you listen to this? Where the reason why he went was. He never really had a great relationship with the Florida Athletic Department. No. Florida State Athletic Department. But also, his he was recently divorced, and his wife is still living in Tallahassee. I mean, I couldn't do – that'd be weird for me. Like, my ex-wife is still living there, and I'm coaching that's, – that's weird. So Maybe they have a good relationship. I don't think so. Yeah, I Not from what I've heard. But anyway, so him moving to Texas A&M, of course, how much money is he making? What's his Seven and a half million dollars a year over ten years. Seventy-five million dollars. So that's a big, that's a big boy. That's a big boy. They they gave him the wagon. They backed the truck to the back of the wagon. Now, now here's and the deal. Full for him. We know. I I think he's a good coach. I think he's a great recruiter. But can he bring Texas A and M over the hump? I don't think so. You don't think so? Why? I don't don't see it with him. He won a national championship against a I don't think that great of an Auburn team that just got hot at the but end. But he of won the a year. national championship. And he had Jameis Winston, crab leg. James okay, but Winston. what if he recruits somebody else like Jameis Winston? Then he could do it. Okay, yeah, so he, he could do it. Texas. He could do it, and he's in Texas, I agree. But the SEC is a lot different than the ACC. But he has the resources. How much time do they give a guy that they're paying $7.5 million a year? Because in year four, if he's still 8-4, and 10-2. and two, That's true. That contract's not going to work. They, yeah. I mean, and he took over a Bobby Bowden program that was just absolutely and utterly amazing in, in, in what, 12 years? Won well, the I, I think he's got the setup at A&M. Ready, like the foundation, I think has been laid. Someone recruited really well. Yeah, I mean, he, he just was fifty-one and twenty-six. I mean, without November, the guy's a legend, right? In, at Texas A&M, he just couldn't. He couldn't coach over the hump. No, but I think Jimbo can. It's just will he with the SEC West? I think he will. Okay, personally speaking, I think he will. Okay, SEC might have the it's best coaches now. That it, they really might. Yeah. So I think. I don't like the contract that you're alluding to. It's too long. Something's going to go wrong. I would rather have him like a four-year and then give him an extension in year three or something like that if he's doing well. I'm going to go A- minus higher. What about you, Matt? Uh, I'm going to say A- minus as well. A- I'm going to give that one an A, best hire of the season. Best hire of the season. Over wow. Chip Kelly at UCLA. Yes, no. Okay, so we got that out of the way. Now for the prime time, the nightcap. The most important hire of this year. Wrong. 
Big Daddy Jeremy Pruitt. Aight? Aight? Michael? No. Say it. I'm not saying aight. Say it or we will not do anything. Aight? 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 The man, the myth, the legend. I think this is an A solid hire. I do think this is the third best hire of the coaching football search season. I disagree completely. Chip Kelly. Jimbo Fisher, okay. Jeremy Pruitt. Because, and here's why, and I know y'all are going to hate on me because y'all love hating on Tennessee, but let we'll me do. let me tell you this. He's an amazing recruiter. He's won Recruiter of the Year multiple times. His defenses at Florida State, Georgia, and Alabama have ranked in the top ten in turnover and scoring efficiency on defense. He is a proven, proven coach on the defensive side of the ball. We all know that. You cannot disagree with that. If you disagree with that, you disagree with stats and literally evidence of seeing him. Mm. Now we enter into the head coaching phase. And this is why he's so great because he's a culture builder. He has literally gathered the best staff, the best staff in the SEC so far. So far, and he's not even done with. Let me read off some of you. Linebackers coach Kevin Shear, Chris Rumpf, co-defensive coordinator, Tyson Helton, offensive coordinator at USC. All these guys, Clay Helton's uh, son, by the way, that's who that is, if you're trying to make that. Can Will Friend, no, you may not. Will Friend, seconds. offensive line coach at Colorado State, who's going to be the offensive coordinator, we think. He retains, he retains Robert Gillespie, the running backs coach, and also a great recruiter. He key, and he's going to get Terry Fair, who's going to be you know, another offensive uh, coach there. Multiple people that are not even Tennessee fans or don't even care about Tennessee have said this is the best coaching staff because the, this is a, comp, a, a compilation of the best recruiters in the country. That is, that is based on like, like ratings and stuff like that and recruits you pulled in. This is actually stats and data that's saying that these coaches that he's put, Terry Fair, Will Friend, uh, um, 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 Tyson Helton, Robert Gillespie, you, no, no, you can't argue. You can't say no to that, Michael, because it's literally proven. They've literally won awards for this, that they're the best recruiters in the country. Consistent coaches. No, no, seconds. no, no. I need 30 seconds real quick. Yeah, Go ahead. Okay. Don't, and you so, better give so, me facts. You don't not give me that I'm stupid. Facts. So you say the reason why Tennessee got the best coaching search is because you got great recruiters. No, 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 no. I'm not no, no. Sure that's, that's accurate. That's one of my – no, it is accurate. Go look online. Go look at articles. Go look at these, okay. that these, that these awards that these recruiters have won. Okay, let's say that's true. It I, is I, true. No, you, don't, you can't okay. tell me. It's true. I've researched this. Okay. It's true. Let's say it's true. It, no, no. It's true, Michael. <laughs> it's literally true. Okay, we're going to go with it's true. It's true. Best recruiting but staff in the country. When Pitch Jones first got there, was Tennessee not top ten in recruiting for like the first three years? No, no, no. It made no, no, no difference. But here's the difference. Jeremy Pruitt can coach. He can coach. Butch Jones was incompetent. He won an easy Big East titles at Cincinnati. He won easily at Central Michigan. Who doesn't if you're competent? He cannot coach in the big games. He's proven that he's not been able to coach. Recruiting is half of it, and I agree with you. But this, by far, is a thousand times better recruiting coaching staff than Butch Jones was. This will blow Butch Jones' recruiting classes out of the water. He has already flipped recruits from Alabama and Tennessee. He has already gotten recruits that weren't even on Tennessee's radar to come visit and talk with. He's going to get Cade Mays back, make that, make that market down, take it to the bank. He has been recruiting like crazy, and it's only been two weeks. One more thing. You said that Tennessee now has the best coaching staff. I believe Nick Saban no, or no, Jimbo no, no, Fisher. No, 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 no. I said they have the best recruiting staff. 
Oh, okay. Which is also incorrect. Which the addition... No, it's not. Because the addition of Austin Thomas, who's technically the quote-unquote general manager of the LSU Tigers, he is by far well-known as one of the best recruiters in the country. He was just added to the staff. Alabama will get more five-stars than y'all will have four-stars. I agree. This year. This year. More five-stars than you guys will have four-stars. That's a huge difference. Mm, I don't know. I disagree with with that. I disagree with that. I also like to point out... That if you're the coach, you're a defensive coordinator, you are in charge of your unit week in and week out. That is a lot different than being the CEO of a football no, team. No, I agree. I agree. I think th- I, I agree with the hire. I think it's a B plus hire, just like Arkansas. Okay. Good hire, yeah. I want to okay. see it. I want to see what happens in a game. So the CEO of a defense, right? Defensive unit is a lot different than being the CEO of an entire football program. I agree. I totally agree with you. Another thing about it is they're all good recruiters, but. Great recruiters. He wants to start putting his knuckles in the grass and standing up man-to-man against a football team. I don't think that any school in the SEC besides Alabama can get the players to actually do that. You saw Bielema try to do it at Arkansas. It didn't work out. That's one big one right there. Do I think Tennessee is any better of a program than Arkansas is right now? No, I don't. Okay, who's, okay. if you know this, and if you don't know this, tell me you don't know this, but who is a better football schematic mind, Brett Bielema or Jeremy Pruitt? I would say Jeremy Pruitt. So then, so then, what makes you say that he couldn't be able to do what? Because you got to get the players to do it. You have to have depth. You have to have size, and you have to out athlete if you're going to put your knuckles in the which, ground. Which she has proven to do at Alabama, Florida Alabama's State, and Georgia. A lot different. At Florida State and Alabama are a heck of a lot different than Tennessee. That's not true. That is not true. I've in the last fifteen years. It well, of is. course, in the last fifteen years. But when you turn to culture, pedigree, tradition, resources, funding, fandom, no, they are very similar programs. Tennessee. Tennessee, so. number two in revenue over the last 10 years. Tennessee, they're in the top 10 wins all time. And granted, <laughs> these past 10 years have done anything. But listen, but listen. You know who's number one? Is it Michigan? Yeah. Oh, wow. Continue on. Well, it's a good guess when he's talking. Anyway, so yes, like it's not, it hasn't been the same in the last 10 years. That's obvious. We can all agree on that. They've sucked. They've been terrible. But I'm telling you, historically, traditionally, and, and what a program can be, Tennessee can literally be at Alabama level, Florida State level right now. And that's but the they just the coaching. Thing every other coach is going to walk into that five-star player's house and say. And so if you have Nick Saban doing it versus Jeremy Pruitt at Tennessee doing it, where am I going? Alabama to play for two national championships. Why? Because you're playing for two but national championships. what if Jeremy champ- Pruitt can get you somewhere? What if Jeremy Pruitt can get you pro? He recruited He recruited Derrick Henry. Nick Saban He's can the get reason. you to the NFL better than anybody else can because you what? get more no, teams. Why? Why? Because you're playing at Alabama. They get airtime when they're Pruitt playing But Jeremy Pruitt got people there and the pro too. Jeremy Pruitt got pro players at Florida State. Telvin Smith, for example. Yeah, but you're talking about two blue bloods when you say Alabama and Florida State. Not, Tennessee's, Tennessee's not a blue blood. Tennessee's yes, they blue are. They're yes, second they are. tier. They are not second tier. They're no, second sir. Tier. That is so wrong. No. That is so wrong. That's correct. Why are they second tier? Because, because in the last top... 20 years, well, they've yeah. been garbage. No, no, no. Just, no, no, no. You I'm can't. Not, let's not talk about the second tier. I want to talk about this whole Tennessee thing. I would have to say. went to the SEC championship in 06. That's 11. What? No, I mean, they competed in 2007. They did not compete in 2008. 2009, they were okay. But the what last is, what is okay? 8-4? and 7-5. That's not, that's not okay. I mean, when you go 5-7-4 and seven and, four and you're in first-year coach with Lincoln. Kevin Sumlin just got fired okay, okay, going 8-4, 9-3 okay, wait, wait, wait. If they're a second-tier program, why is it not okay to go 7-5? No, because, it is. That's what, they that's, should, what it, that's, that's what they should be expecting. No yeah, offense. I just feel like just because you're why is it not higher, okay then? If that's what they're expecting, why is it not okay to go seven five? I just think no, you're throwing your I think you're throwing your bias out there as like he's gonna be the greatest I'm thing not. ever. No, no, no. And you no, haven't no, seen no. him on, on the field no, no, yet. No. I think you just 
No, I, the reason why it's an A hire is because he's the he's the he's the complete opposite of what Butch Jones was and what Derek Dooley was in Lane Kiffin. He's not a troublemaker like Lane Kiffin was. We can all agree. He's not an, an imbecile when it comes I to have Lane Kiffin. Oh no. gosh! Oh wait! Oh yeah! Get someone out. Get get someone. Get their man. Anyway, <laughs> whose man's is this? Anyway, he's 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 not a complete. Clay Travis. He's, on that he's one. not a complete fool of himself like Derek Dooley was. Derek Dooley had no idea what he's doing, and he's not a robot like Butch Jones was. Yeah, I agree. He's, with you. A, he's a better coach than anybody you've hired. And since and, and the Fulmer. and the plus of this is he does have Philip Fulmer under his like above him to give him advice to help him along the way to to for the. Coaching it to the first year of coaching, of head coaching, what better person would have than a full former to groom you and help you get better as a head football coach? If he can hire a great offensive coordinator, which we think it's going to be uh, Coach Friend, which I think is going to be a great offensive coordinator, what, what more could you ask? His defense is going to be elite already. Okay, He's already going to have an elite defense because we have a great defensive line already. We're going to have good defensive backs because one of our wide receivers is going to switch back to what he was originally as a cornerback. We're going to have a great defense already automatically. We can go on all night long. Let's put a grade on it. it. I already said it's an A. Because of – not, and, and it's not because of the current hire, but it's because of the past hires we've made. It goes into the past of he's not a Butch Jones or He's not a Derek Dooley incompetent person. You know, That's doesn't every school we made a ch- coaching change. He's not what the That's last five true. were. That's not true. I think, I think Dan Mullen's very similar to Jim McElwain. Jim McElwain just couldn't get it done. Because he didn't have a quarterback. What would you say the grade is? Right, because he couldn't recruit well, What I say the grade is? Yeah. You said B+. Plus. Yeah, B+. Plus. What do you think? I, I, I'm saying B. Okay, so, we, so we're not going to get to a consensus about this because I think it's a great hire. Y'all think it's a good hire, correct? Yeah. Right now, good. Right now, if good. If he wins 10 games in year three, it's a great hire. Okay. That goes for every other I think he'll win. I think he'll win eight games next year. Wrong. I think he wins seven at most. If they, six they, so why is it a stretch if I say eight? Because it's a stretch. Two, but two what, you say seven. No, no, you said seven. I said I, eight. I mean six is what, what <laughs> my final lucky number is. If they make a bowl game. Yeah, they're lucky if they make a bowl hey, game. You better watch out. I was trying to be Wolverines, nice to you. They are, they are, oh. on, they are on the edge, my oh. friend. They are on the edge. Totally. Totally. What being great? Yeah. Are you kidding me? They're literally. They have. You, you're not telling me the Jim Harbaugh hype has increased. You're telling me that the Jim Harbaugh it hasn't decreased. Are you kidding me? His stock has decreased. Yeah, because you listen to Clay Travis and everybody from the South hates him as it is. I I like the Jim Harbaugh. I'm just saying he has not proved anything. They're gonna have another top. What has he proved? He's another Brady Hoke so far to me. You're kidding me, right? He has the same record as Brady Hoke. You're kidding me. Am I wrong? Brady Hoke. Am I wrong? Okay. Am I wrong? Can I explain without you yelling? Am I wrong? Yes. And not let me. So I am wrong that Brady Hoke and Jim Harbaugh have the exact same record. Maybe be two wins. Exact same record. No, you're not. They're not equal coaches though. Okay. Because Freddie Hook was there, the only relevant team was Ohio State. Before we start killing each other, this has been the first ever episode of what seems to be a really good podcast. Am I wrong? I it's agree. I agree. It's I. It's, it's I. I. We can in with that. Jerry Pruitt would say it's I. <laughs> you can find us, which if you're listening, you've already found us. But tell your friends, home field disadvantage with Stephen Walker. My two hosts today that have been splendid, Michael Myshek. What's your last name again, Matt? Matt Walton. Okay, well, I've never like known this. Walmart. Yeah, like Walmart. And Aaron Pemberton, Just thank you for listening and, and supporting. We love you. He's our sound guy. Yeah. Anyway, this has been Home Field Disadvantage. You can follow me on Twitter at StephenWalker0. That's with a PH, no spaces, no caps. Would anybody else like to get their information out? You can follow me at Instagram. Who at, are you? Oh, this is Michael. You can follow me at Instagram at TheBullandMike. I say TheBullandMike. I don't believe in social media. Yeah, you're good. I'm just kidding. Uh, Matt Walton, 25, all forms of social media. Follow, like it, approve it.
Wait, what is it? It's Matt Walton, 25. Why is it 25? That's my baseball number. What position were you? Pitcher only. I don't care. All right, that is the episode. <laughs> we hope you liked it. You'll be seeing these two guys again very soon. We hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for listening, because if you did listen throughout the entire thing, wow. you are yeah, wow. And <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. I am Stephen Walker. This is Homefield Disadvantage. Oh, thank you.